Hi, my name is Eva and uh, welcome to Probiotic Life. This podcast is where we explore the intricate relationships between human health, soil health, and ecological systems. Join me now for another exploratory conversation on the probiotic life. Welcome, welcome once again to The Probiotic Life. I am your host, Ben Klenner. Today on the podcast, we are talking with Eva Bakerslet, and she resides in the northern part of Norway. Uh, She is from Norway, actually, but uh, did her Masters of Art and Ecology in England. I will talk a little bit about that. She is an artist, a filmmaker, a curator, and a gentle activist. And reading a little bit from her website, uh, she creates spaces and experiences that challenge our thinking and unravel new narratives that inspire and engage us to make sense of and embody sustainable and thriving ways. So this is a really interesting talk that I have with Eva and we go into talking about fermentation as a metaphor. She has a a cool story about sourdough. Um, We get into some great discussion about the connection to the natural world, which I I really enjoy talking about on this podcast. And I really appreciate talking with someone who has a different way of seeing things. It helps me to expand my way of seeing things and I hope that it helps you to expand your way of seeing things when you listen to people who think differently than you. So before we get started, I want to say thank you to everyone who has been supporting the podcast and thank you for all of those who have given rating and reviews. And if you haven't done so yet, why don't you go over to your podcasting platform and give us a rating and review. And you can always support us on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash probioticlife. And without further ado, let's get into this interview with Eva. Today on the podcast, we are talking to Eva Bakerslet, and she resides in Oslo. Welcome to the show, Eva. Well, I'm not actually in Oslo. I am right in the north of Norway. I'm now looking into the Arctic as I speak. Um, right on top of the world, in fact. So, but you're basically in the Arctic Arctic Circle? Yes. Oh, very interesting. Well, um, Mm. thank you for joining us on The Probiotic Life today. Um, And I saw a TED Talk that you did and was quite intrigued and then saw your website and I was like, oh, this is uh, really fascinating, just... uh, I was interested in in what you were doing and how you were, you were um, getting out there and sharing your art with people, sharing yourself with people and helping people to connect. So um, I'd love to hear a little bit about what you're doing now, but also um, start with what sort of brought you to this point? Like what, what was your... your um, you're growing up, you know, in, in your child and teenage years that sort of got you in the mindset of thinking uh, this way uh, as an artist and um, and wanting to share with people like this. Well, it's a, it's a long story and, and to make a long story short, um, I was always very, um, I grew up in, you know, steeped in wilderness and, and nature uh, with uh, my grandparents being very, very connected to nature and my parents as well. And so I also grew up with um, uh, picking um, food from the wild and making, baking my own bread. And that was kind of a natural part of my life till I moved to England as a student um, in my um, early 20s. 
And then I realized that for um, lots of people, you know, baking your own bread and, and picking nettles and making soup out of that and uh, things like that wasn't all that common. And I've always been interested in, in the connection um, between living matter and I've always asked deep fundamental questions in at how things have, uh, you know, how, how are things connected and how we become, um, how do we become who we are? And uh, this was, um, you know, fermented on, I suppose, uh, during my um, artistic practice. And, uh, and then eventually it came out. Um, I started sort of delving deeper into it, into the bread dough, literally, um, when I was making a film about bread and bread making. In, uh, I was doing my master's in um, art and ecology in Devon, in England. And um, I wanted to make a poetic um, film about um, the creation of bread or the process from, from the sun through water, through earth and uh, grains and into a loaf of bread. And in that process, I put a microphone very, very close up into the, uh, into the bowl of bread dough and the bread dough was talking to me. It was chattering and chittering and chattering, and it was uh, it went something like this. It is quite difficult to understand. Um, so I thought, I thought maybe maybe I should try and learn this language, and uh, it became my mission. So that was my my first meeting with the process of fermentation, which has since you know for the last ten years become. Um, the baseline of all my work, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was I was um, captured by that. Uh, it, it says on your website, you know, you're particularly inspired by the process of fermentation and explore how this can be a method for reimagining reimagining sustainable human cultures. And um, what you just said there is, you know, um, l- trying to understand this. Um, bread culture is like thinking of it more metaphorically than actually scientifically, isn't it? Very much so. Uh, although I delved into science when I started looking into um, the sort of deeper processes. I remember having a, a long conversation with um, Brian Goodwin, who was a resident biologist at uh, a place called Schumacher College in England. Mm. Um, and just asking him everything I could about the process of fermentation and about bacteria and about, um, you know, what happens in this amazing bacterial transformation and, and, and how was the, you know, how was it that, um, you know, that the earth was made and, and this sort of transformational process was evolving and, and happening and creating the, the groundwork for, for what has come to be our place in the universe. Mm. So there, there is a mix of, of that sort of scientific, um, scientific investigation, but but very much mixed with the, with the narrative, with the storytelling, with the metaphorical um, perspective and the, the poetics of uh, of fermentation, I suppose. For sure, and and that you know we've talked to uh, microbiologists and scientists, um, uh, all sorts of people on on here. Uh, a lot specifically to do with the soil because that's my um, background and my interest. Um, but it it's, sounds like any one of these sciences that we've talked about is really an art and a science for, um, you know, look at beer making, for example, or bread making. It's There's the science in there, but there's the, the art in there too. So uh, I'm very interested by that and I love to... Uh, pick your brain on that a little bit more, but but share with share with us a little bit more of, how, of how, your story of how you uh, actually uh, started using this this idea of listening or understanding this bread dough to um, uh, how did you say it uh, reimagine sustainable human cultures? Well, um, from uh, when you start uh, to get to know another language um at least i i'd like to just listen carefully and and just listen and listen rather than just read all the grammar first i just i just like the 
process of listening. So um, in that inquiring pace, I suppose I'm still in it, but but in that inquiring pace, I, I just talked to a lot of people. I was very happy to delve straight into a course. Um, I was living in, in Devon at the time and, and close to Schumacher College, and, and there was a very interesting guy there called Frank Cook, uh, an American guy who's unfortunately dead now. Uh, but he was working a lot with herbs and with fermentation process, and he just happened to and put on a course on fermentation with his good friend, Sandra Katz. Mm. And I thought, oh, God, there are people out there working with fermentation on a daily basis. How amazing is that? And it was landing right on my doorstep. And I thought, yes, this is uh, the course for me. And uh, so I was just delving into a, a four-day course with Sandor and Frank and lots of other people who were interested in fermentation for all kinds of reasons. I mean, partly to learn to make sauerkraut and kimchi and kefir and things, but also uh, for this other uh, metaphorical, um, more metaphorical um, ways of inquiry. So that was uh, a fantastic intro. And... Um, and then I came to, um, but after that, I just started incorporating it into that inquiry, into all aspects of my artistic practice. I became increasingly more interested in uh, old cultures that have died, uh, as in fermenting cultures that have almost disappeared, because every um, every nation, every country in in lots of places in the world, but I'm mostly familiar with Europe. Um, most countries here had their own ferment that that uh, was um, a, an old traditional ferment. You know, like in, in Scandinavia, it was a it, milk. It was fermented milk because the climate is not very conducive to growing loads of things. So people would ferment milk, and it was a, a milk culture that was then passed on from generation to generation, um, a fermented culture that had started with, with plant life. And these sort of things I, I started coming across in my inquiry and then realizing that, oh, I actually grew up with that ferment. My grandmother knew it. It was a, a, a very strong part of our culture. And then delving into that as a cultural inquiry, um, you know, culture, also delving into the word culture, realizing that there is a parallel between the word uh, that, well, the way that we've come to know the word culture and uh, bacterial culture, cultivating bacterial culture and bacterial culture. So there's a, a great uh, connection there. Mm-hmm. It seems like there is lots of um, parallels. Um, it, it, when you talk about culture, it also reminds me of, um, we've, met, we've talked about this on the podcast, of um, a plant, the way that the plant works and interacts with microbes is uh, the the roots of the plant is almost identical, except reversed of uh, of the um, our microbiome in our gut interacting with the microbes. Totally, mm. it, there's so there's so many parallels, and and the more you you, you delve into it, the more you realise that there is no real. Um, there is no no clear boundaries between, of course, the microbial life and and human life, or indeed any other any other life. And uh, and I think that sort of boundary, that that fluent boundary, is very very interesting to me. What is you know what what makes you human? What makes it bacterial? Is it really a, a, is it any point in defining it at all? Um, because it's all kind of fluently. Um, floating into each other like a, um, yeah, like a, a, a lovely soup, <laughs> fermenting soup. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. Um, so, w- would you say that there's there's any um, mindsets that have helped you to to, uh, I guess, understand these metaphors and then and then share them? Well, there's there's lots of different mindsets, of course. There's the, um, of course, people um, who work with um, ecology and um, and more um, connected biology, like um, Goodwin, who I mentioned before, Brian Goodwin, who I mentioned before, or Stephen Hard, Stephen Harding, and um, scientists working with um, fermentation or with earth processes and ecology from that more connected viewpoint. And uh, of course, from the, you know, the fermentation side of it, you know, the actual action side of it, uh, Sandor was a great meeting and we've done several projects together um, since we met. 
and it's been a great pleasure working with him and, and sharing his space uh, because not only has he got this hands-on perspective, he's also got this um, everything's possible. There is a you know there's a great connection, but without kind of making any big uh, conclusive health statements or anything like this, just do it because this is a great way to connect with other worldly beings as well as uh, it tasting really good and being a fun process. Um, so and lots of other people who have come in my way, you know, like. Um, Andrew Whitley, who shared his amazing um, bread culture from Russia with me, and the stories that come with that. I suppose fermentation stories are, are the, the ones that I, the, the storytellers that carry these these stories and that share the cultures with me has been a tremendous gift. It's just um, it's just lovely to to work with fermentation and meet all these amazing people who got these fantastic stories and the experiences that go with it. Mm-hmm. So you've been able to to uh, learn off all these different people, and then um, and then I'd like to ask you how, what, how are you actually sharing this? You're doing workshops, you do you, you do film as well, and you do some. Um, uh, well, it seems like a lot actually. Um, uh, artistic exhibitions. Yes, it's um, it's difficult to define it because. Uh, you know, I suppose it's a little bit boundaryless, like the microbes themselves. But I bring in this microbial, uh, this this microbial perspective and and this bacterial transformation into um, a field of work that I've come to uh, call social fermentation. And uh, and the social fermentation, of course, involves humans as well as the bacterial processes, the microbial processes. So, and they take all kinds of different shapes. Sometimes um, it's um, a workshop, often with an overarching um, intro, an artistic intro that brings people into uh, into this space with this. Um, excitement of collaboration with bacteria. So I would have, a, 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 you know, sometimes I would have pictures or there would be stories to go with it. And then there would be loads of ingredients and we would ferment together, literally, uh, as well as metaphorically. And uh, sometimes it's uh, it takes the shape of a more kind of in-depth course. Um, perhaps I did, for instance, um, one day that I did with Sandor a few years ago in, in Schumacher College, where we were exploring um, the, the microcosmos, really, from all kinds of angles, through practical fermentation, through storytelling, through uh, the scientific perspective and the story t- stories that go with that, as well as composting and all kinds of other uh, deep, uh, deep fermentation processes and always having this kind of parallel perspective always bringing this sort of artistic uh, murmuration into it i suppose so um lots of different ways as well as you know i make films so the films would be part of it um i had um, an exhibition last summer here in um um, in, a, in a city here in the north of Norway, where I also uh, looked at the fermentation processes that happen in in, um, in the compost bins, and uh, I had a concept with worms, um, and the worms were also, you know, I, I, I um, fastened a microphone into the bucket of the worm bin, and also little cameras so that you could see the process as well as listening to the the chat of the of the worms in the process of fermenting and making earth. So there's, there's lots of different uh, perspectives and inquiries, but often I really enjoy uh, involving people and bringing them into this processes, uh, to the bacterial transformation processes, mm-hmm. to, and also create the heat um, in those spaces, you know, literally bring on the... Um, the requirements for a good fermentation process into the into the space. Mm, that, that, that's that's fascinating. You know, um, it's it's actually making me think about you know I teach composting workshops, and when I teach little kids, like you, you need you need to be able to make parallels and and uh, metaphors, and um, just thinking of all the, all the different things. I'd like to come to some of your workshops and see how you run them. Mm. It's all 
it's all to do with the connections and reconnecting to uh, something that we've slightly lost sight of. And, uh, and because we become so fragmented in the way that we look at the world and we just see it all as uh, disconnected parts because uh, we've been brought up in that way and it's still very much, you know, this uh, part of our way of viewing the world of seeing it as disconnected parts and seeing us as separate to, you know, even separate to nature. We often talk about us and nature. And, uh, and it's this, this uh, social fermentation process is a perfect platform for me to express ways of uh, connecting people back. And indeed, fermentation as a process is, is so... Um, it's such a perfect way to to bring people back into that through a physical process, bring people back into the collaboration with bacteria and their, therefore this reconnection to to nature and to, to the world that we've lost sight of. So it sort of uh, delves you, it, it brings you right into the mystery, so to speak. Mm-hmm. I really like that point that you make. Um, and we've talked about this on the probiotic life of being separate from nature, and and that's it's uh, it's just a fallacy that that we're actually separate from nature, even though we, um, in our culture, sometimes try so hard to be separate from nature. We we try um, in our culture we we. Um worship and cultivate uh, separateness and although the, the connectedness comes out in other ways is that well the need for connectedness comes out in other ways we really feel that we have lost touch and people are getting depressed and uh, people are yeah having all kinds of problems as a result for from losing this um, this deeper connection but there is also a sort of resurgence of of a deeper inquiry and the need for for connection. Um, I feel, especially amongst the, the the younger generation, which is really heartening and very interesting to uh, to see. I I spend a lot of time with young artists, and uh, uh, there's a lot. Of, there's definitely a um, a need for getting back into or you know reconnecting again into this other. Uh, more connected perspective. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and um, in, when we interviewed uh, Sandor Katz on the podcast, I I really was inspired how easy he makes fermentation sound. It's like, oh, I can give that a go. I can give that a try, and it became. It's not actually my ritual at the moment because we just moved, but it became my ritual for a long time of before bed every night checking on my ferments and, you know, sort of talking to them, seeing how they're going, almost like the, my little children and having a, a moment you could call it of meditation, of being present in the moment. And for me, it's that's what inspires me so much about what you're doing is like um, all these these different things. I, I just saw um, uh, on your website the, the, the work that you recently did um, in Washington art as radical pedagogy it's very uh, interesting to see that it's it's all connected it's like everything that you're doing is showing people that it's all connected we're all connected to nature and just to be present mm. and and ask deeper questions i think as well just ask questions about the existing framework just like our education system that is so far removed from where we need to go it's just gone in a, it's made a total detour and taken all the young people in the whole world on this detour and people are not asking enough questions to to get out of it because once you start delving into things and you know ask listening to the bread dough um you you start realizing that hang on a minute this is this is not quite right this is not working i mean here there are other ways of doing things and there are other questions to be asked and more fundamental um deeper questions that that brings us back to this uh place where um where it's more a balancing act between us being a part of a of a of a greater world that we have to share with uh, all non-human beings and uh, and it's a beautiful world and and we're here to 
live in it with all these uh, other creatures and, and we can't go on like we're going on and, and we need to be a part of it and there are ways of doing it and, and fermentation I feel is certainly a way to bring us back in again. Mm. We should ferment with young kids right from in the kin- kindergarten. It should be a part of the curriculum mm-hmm. and learning learning about these amazing processes through fermenting. Mm. And and you're doing um, most of your work with sourdough, is that right? Or you're doing other sort of fermentation as well? No, I do all kinds of fermentation, but uh, I became uh, a very proud owner of a sourdough uh, that originates from Russia through Andrew Wickley, who's revolutionized bread culture in England, I would say. Mm. And uh, it's such, uh, he came to one of my first fermentation events that happened. It was a, a companion festival of bread that happened in, in Devon in 2007. And um, so he shared the sado with me then, and I've had it ever since. Um, so I'm very, very happy to to share um, the sado and bring, you know, still bread is a very big part of my work. But increasingly, um, I've also started doing all kinds of other, um, you know, I've worked a lot with this milk ferment that I mentioned earlier, this uh, milk ferment called Romacola, which is a Scandinavian um, Scandinavian type of um, fermented milk, a bit like yogurt. And I went on a long mission trying to get to the origins and find an old culture of this, um, this ferment and see if it was still alive. And I nearly found it. I nearly found it, this, this lovely woman, 82 years old, who who had it. And uh, she said, you know, only four weeks ago, I lost it and I've had it all my life. So, um, that was so maddening. So, uh, but then it became another story because I found it, I found it in the U S actually. It emigrated there with some Finnish immigrants because that was also this amazing, um, discovery that uh, a lot of people were so attached to their their ferments and especially the milk ferments that when they emigrated to, for instance, uh, um, America, like lots of people did in Europe in the late 1800s, they brought their their ferments with them and they they dried them on handkerchiefs and put them in their suitcase and and went over there and brought their cultures um, into some new milk and suddenly they they had their culture with them. Mm. So they were connected, they were reconnected to their place through their culture, which is a, you know, lovely, um, lovely thought and a really uh, lovely, lovely story. Mm-hmm. That's, that's fascinating about, you know, uh, bringing the culture and it's, I would imagine it's being like connected to their, their, the old land, to their, to their homeland. Mm. So you so you create this uh, this cultural um, fluency, so to speak. Um, you know, you bring them. Of course, now it's all illegal, and you have to smuggle <laughs> your live cultures from the U.S. and back. But um, but then, you know, it was it was a, the natural thing to do, and you bring some of those. And if you think of it in a very physical way, it's the bacteria that have been living and thriving in Romania, for instance, and then uh, somebody brings it over to the States and and then it gets a new environment there and, and it lives and thrives and, and amalgamates with some other friends and then, and then, you know, gets, takes on a new story and then spreads that new story. And of course, we're talking about the good, good fellows here, the good bacteria. So they're spreading good stories and uh, and bringing, reconnecting these people uh, to this land with the roots in Romania, for instance. Mm-hmm. Mm. So when when you're doing these um, workshops, what are, what are some of the things that people are uh, learning or having revelations about? Well, I suppose. Um, it's kind of a, it's, it's sort of a whole experience uh, that sometimes um, has a very immediate effect in people's, uh, you know, excitement about learning about this this whole new world that they're a part of, but that they didn't know much about, and and they just like you were explaining that Sandal said, you know, the immediacy, the the, the easiness of of connecting with. Uh, bacterial worlds, microbial worlds through the process of fermentation. But I suppose what I bring to that soup or to to, to these workshops that is different uh, is this 
you know, wider perspective of things. It's not, you just don't just learn about sauerkraut and how to make it. It's all, um, you know, the sort of contextual experience and, and the sensorial experience is very much about how to engage your senses because I feel we lost aesthetics in the real sense of uh, aesthetics as in sensing the world. Mm. And and I feel that's the perspective I bring bring back and, and that is very present in, in everything I do. It's this sensorial uh, perspective. Mm. So, so you're really trying to um, engage people on a, on a visceral level so they can feel it, see it, smell it, touch it. Yes, very much so. And the, the touch um, and the, the smell, all those, the, the organs that, I mean, we're very good at using our, our eyesight, but all the other um, organs, we, we're not, sensorial organs, we're not very good at using. So it's just about engaging that. And often when you have an engaged experience like that, the, the, the experience transforms through your body and then it comes out in other ways. It might not come out directly as in wow i'm um, like a sort of a, a revelation but you know like I, I like it to i like to think of it as a as a fermentation process that is started in these workshops mm. uh, or events and then slowly slowly it will transform you because you've been a part of this you can't avoid it you've been a part of this this a social transformation process mm. Mm. and uh, it, it can't escape you and Hopefully, it will also inspire uh, these people to share their stories and their, indeed their ferments with with other people. That's the great thing with uh, with the ferment, fermenting cultures um, like with sado and kefir. Of course, all the milk cultures is that they're very shareable, and if they you know they they multiply like the kefir, you just have to put on an event. You have to do something mm-hmm. because you don't want to throw throw this beautiful creatures away because they become a part of you mm. and it you know they're they're your pet and or they're they're part of your um your your microbiome sphere and uh, you want to share it with people so you have to come up with creative ideas in order to, to do so so i'm hoping to inspire people to think of their ways of sharing and fermenting with people very cool. So it's it's not just um, a fermentation workshop, as in how to learn about fermentation, but but inspiring people to to you know, sh- share and uh, I guess what 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 other parts of social change would would you hope to to see out of out of this? Well, I think so, social change just starts with um, a magic drip and uh, like some sort of magic experience. If you've had an epiphany moment, um, it changes your life or it changes your way of, of looking at life so that you will think in other ways and express yourself in other ways and you will have other needs and suddenly that there is a change happening. And I, I really believe in, in that form of change and I believe that the, the magic touch, this little sort of magic powder or whatever you can uh, call it, it's, it, you know, I like to think of it as this ferment and, and this, this, this magic culture that gets dropped into your life and then, and then that changes everything. And, and I, I do think that, you know, the sort of social change that we need to see is, is definitely, as I said before, uh, connected to, well, it, it's, it's to do with the reconnection process. And I think once that, that reconnection process is starting to form and happen without a prescription, because people get bored of prescriptions, they want to find their own way of rerouting. Um, and, I, and I think there's no prescriptive way of doing so, but you have to find your own way of rerouting. And then you connect to other people who, who are doing that and, and you get inspired and then, yeah, so on and so forth. Mm. And I could imagine that leading to um, ecological change as well. Well, of course, the, the ecology, which is connectedness, really, um, is is the underlying factor. And, and one will just hope, of course, as, as an artist, I'm hoping that I will reach out and, and that my work will inspire people to think differently and hence um, make a difference 
that you know what that whatever they can contribute making a difference into the world so that we can see some fundamental great ecological um, improvements and changes but I think it's all very much in the mind so I mean you can make some physical changes but but you need to um, you need to embrace and imbibe um, this way of thinking a more connected way of thinking in order to make the changes and and I do think that uh, fermentation or fermentation processes microbial processes and, and bacterial transformation can be at the core of that mm-hmm so, so Eva, it's it looks like you and sounds like you've you've done um, many different projects where you've you've put um, your heart and soul into them. Now, I'm interested to hear about some of them that you were um, maybe even surprised by uh, the the positive response by. What 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 are some ones that stand out to you? Well, it's hard to pick out um, particular ones because I do feel elated uh, every time I've come back from one of these events yeah. because I've, there's so many wonderful meetings and so many things. I mean, I, I can tell you one story from uh, a project I did in, in Finnmark, which was this uh, Romacola project. Uh, Finnmark is the, uh, is the, the, the furthest most the northerly tip of Norway and it's connected to Russia um, it's got you know it's borders to Russia and to northern Finland and Sweden so it's got a lot of multiculturalism as well as the Sami culture of course being very present there so it's a very interesting place to to make work in this Barents um, by the Barents Sea there but there's also um, lots of immigrants that have come from other parts of the world. And so I had this exhibition up and um, that had was all connected to Romacola. There were some workshops. I had some sort of hands-on things. I had um, like a little tea tea service, tea party thing where you could uh, drink fermented tea from Russia as well as eat this Romacola and there'd be storytelling. And I had this lovely couple of immigrants, young um, um, young immigrants that came from Congo, and they sat down and had some, some Russian tea, and we had a chat, and then they tasted the Romacola, and the look on their faces was just incredible when they took one spoonful of the Romacola, which is like such a, a Scandinavian fermented taste, and and they recognized it and suddenly they said, oh, this reminds me of, and suddenly there were songs and stories coming out of Congo mm-hmm. where they uh, fermented this particular milk and uh, and the process they did it, you know, where they were kind of putting it in a like a wooden tray with, um, and they were um, just sort of um, swaying it from side to side over a long, long time, a bit like a sort of cradle, cradling it. And, and it, it was it was so beautiful sitting there on top of the world in this sort of Arctic winter with these two wonderful people from Congo talking about their their fermented past that they had to leave and enjoying this Romacola and the taste and, and you know, listening to their songs and uh, absolutely um, beautiful and really connected moment there with cultures connecting in all kinds of ways from from the bacterial up to the you know through the human and into the universe it felt like so yeah this and there's so many beautiful moments like that mm, so like an, an intersection of um oh everything really the macro and the micro and the and different cultures Totally uh, micro macro um, or macro micro perspective, and and this, yeah, which which I I I suppose I'm not surprised by it any longer because I've experienced it in, in so many times I've uh, had these events. But but yeah, they're just the the connectedness that that comes out through through the ferment or through the fermentation processes and the stories, just beautiful. Mm. And and re-enlivening, it's re-enlivening. I mean, stories have that effect. They you share them and they they re-enliven things a bit. Like yeah, well, it's uh, it's it's one of those things that I don't think uh, we can we can live without. You know, this this storytelling has gone through different forms um, and fermentation, all different forms. But 
but it has to come out somewhere in our culture. Definitely. It's, um, yeah, and through these processes, it's, um, it's very present, mm. very, very present. Mm. So I'm interested, what, what are you looking forward to? What, what sort of uh, future do you see, I guess, for yourself, but, but um, a bit more meta than that? How do you see this as, bit, as playing as part of humanity? Oh, that's a very big question. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, uh, well, I, to be honest, I don't think we, we haven't got much choice. Um, we, we get born and then we die and then we decompose and uh, we become a part of this, um, whether we choose to become ash or whether our bodies uh, will decompose into earth, uh, we will inevitably melt into to this sort of bigger um, fermentation process that is happening in in on the earth at, at any given time but um, of course I'm hoping I'm hoping and and everything I do I'm I'm directing my energy into into changing um, the, the paradigm so that we can start, um, connecting with each other and enjoying um, all these transformational processes uh, while we are living on this earth and not just sort of waiting till the end, but uh, because I'm sure that'd be a fun process uh, to decompose. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just to um, just to enjoy and ferment together and have fun because it's just all oh, those moments are magic, you know, fermenting um, and creating uh, transformation in that process is it's, it's, it's magic. And, uh, and we can all be part of that. And we can all contribute to it in all kinds of weird and wonderful ways and uh, just enjoy it together. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm still, I'm curious, um, Eva, how do you actually get out there and get your work? I mean, I'm, I'm not a... Um an artist in the same sense as you would be. So how, how do you actually get out there and say, I want to do this. I want to um, present this to people. What does that actually look like? Well, often I get, because I've, I've got a bit of a reputation as a, um, as a sort of fermenting artist. Um, I often get asked to do events in, in different contexts. So sometimes it's, well, it's a mixture. So sometimes I get asked to do a, a project and then I will, um, do it in a particular way, and sometimes I get just get asked to do an exhibition, and um, and then I would um, create um, a series of workshops in connection with some other work, like this Remacola work has, has taken all kinds of different forms, as in you know archival photographs and videos, and as well as uh, experiential elements that have um, that are in it. So. People would ask me, and sometimes, um, but very rarely, I I, um, um, I connect to things that's happening out there. I mean, sometimes I I see things that oh, you know, there's a fantastic uh, group in Denmark at the moment called the Laboratory for um, Aesthetics and Ecology, and they're putting on a series of um, fermenting feminism workshops at the moment, and it's really interesting to see what's happening, how the ferment is spreading in the art world. Um, there's a lot of good, interesting uh, projects happening out there, and, and I'm hoping to take part in this um, kind of day of sharing uh, fermentation practices with other, uh, from a feminist perspective in Copenhagen uh, this autumn. So it's it's kind of just running in there and, and seeing what's happening, connecting to um, connecting the dots, connecting to other people who are making work. Um, uh, in this vein, and uh, and then yeah, showing, being asked to show at different venues, and and also creating um, events myself here in in my place here or wherever I um, wherever I go. Mm, so your your um, fermentation flavor of of you is uh, is getting sp- spread out throughout uh, wherever you go. Yeah, often when I. Um, if I've lived in, I haven't just sort of lived here for the last, uh, I've, I've lived in England as well. And then I just, wherever I am, I'm just trying to initiate 
not just trying, I am initiating um, events and things that, that are happening around, you know, either from my, my home base or in connection with like Schumacher College or colleges or some gallery or some sort of other free venue um, that, is, uh, that can be utilized. So, um, and I think that's, yeah, which is the way I often work. So it's a mixture of connecting with um, the place and um, the, the wider area around the place, as well as um, working with galleries and, and more kind of established venues, I suppose. Mm, okay, yeah. And and so you have, um, sounds like you have travelled uh, quite a bit around the world, is that right? Yeah, and I've been to um, a number of places and done fermentation um, events in, you know, everything from Russia, different places in Russia and Bulgaria and um, England and Scandinavia, different places in Scandinavia, yes. And and um, so do, do people bring their ferments to you to show you? Is that, that how it works? Sometimes they do that. Yeah, sometimes they share the ferments with me and, and the stories that go with it. And sometimes it's just sh- sharing the process. I mean, I've done um, a few events with... Um, uh, with asylum seekers in both in Sweden and in Norway, and it's fantastic uh, working with people who I mean, partly who've, who've got harrowing stories and 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 separation from culture, but but again, bringing such joy and and um, joy joy and enjoyment from fermenting and making things with with others, especially bread. I mean, I was baking with. Uh, some incredible Syrians and Ethiopians here, but just before Christmas, and sharing, um, you know, fermenting bread bread cultures, and it was beautiful, absolutely amazing to to work across cultures like this and uh, and sharing sharing stories and methods and and traditions and and uh, yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. It's um the 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 more we talk, the the more I'm I'm seeing it's. Uh, it really sounds like you're you're living this uh, fermentation lifestyle. I would call it a probiotic life. Certainly, a probiotic life. It couldn't be more so. Mm-hmm. So, so Eva, what are some of the uh, projects that you're working on at the pre- at the present, or something that you're you're excited about coming up? Well, at the moment, I'm actually working on a wider, it doesn't, well, at at the present, it doesn't involve direct ferments, but the method I'm using is definitely a a fermentation process. And it's all to do with, um, I'm creating something called the Conference of the Birds, which is uh, based on the idea that, not just on the idea, but on the fact that uh, we're losing a lot of our birds around the world at the moment. You know, 20% have disappeared within 20 years if not more. Um, and we want to uh, create an event where people um, meet and come together and ferment together and do things together to get totally, um, um, well, to, to, to become infatuated with birds and fascinated and, and, um, and, and aesthetically bathe in imagery and in storytelling and in in sounds and that's got to do with the with the birds and uh, so this will be a touring show in the whole of Scandinavia and Russia so I suppose no no direct fermentation processes but the the method of um, fermenting practice uh, will be the basis of the whole um, of the whole show mm-hmm so, so I guess that that leads me to what is a lesson that you've learned, or that a lesson that that commonly comes up when you're sharing these things that you have uh, learnt or gained or sort of assimilated from from the microbes. One of the biggest lessons um, I've learned is that there are no definite answers. There is no truth and no definite truth and you just have to dig deeper and and the beauty will reveal some amazing um, revelations and um, in this sort of entangled um, 
soup of connections. There's lots, lots to be admired and, and uh, digested in all kinds of ways. And I think just just the realization that we're not looking for answers, we're looking for questions. Um, I think the whole process of fermentation has taught me that, and, and that is a beautiful um, perspective to bring with you um, in everything. Mm. Mm-hmm. So so I guess that's a, a more um, uh, philosophical side to, to learning, but what what is that? actual practical learning that you're doing? You, you talked um, at the beginning more about some uh, scientific stuff that you've done. Well, from um, just just learning um, that and, and experiencing through, through the processes that um, the bacterial world is um, actually a part of um, our world, we're not separate. Actually, um, are we human at all? We are... Um, have a huge amount of bacterial cells within our body, more than uh, human cells. Um, so just the realization of me being more bacterial than human mm. was a big uh, realization. And, and of course, that's also got a, a, a philosophical perspective uh, and a metaphorical perspective. It's got all kinds of things in there. But just the realization of, of you being um um, more bacterial than human, and realizing, just tasting that feeling, um, is very interesting because suddenly it puts things in the right perspective. And working from that perspective, and 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 thinking from that perspective, just changes the way you look at yourself and the world. You become non-human. Mm. Mm-hmm. You become connected to everything. You become connected to everything, and you realize that. Everything um, is in this um, this process of flux, this this uh, fermentation process where things are transforming all the time, and then you realise that you have uh, also the the influence, of course, what kind of ingredients you are going to, what kind of a ferment you're going to um, become. Um, you know, maybe a cestuous one like kimchi or maybe a more sort of moderate version like a, a, a sauerkraut or maybe you, and then you, and then you realize that, oh, you know, I can, I, I can be part of this and I can influence and share this and, and, uh, and, and live this with other people and other mm. non-humans and, uh, and, and have an impact on the world. Um, that's, um, Yeah. There's, there's so much to it. It's very difficult to pinpoint um, one thing, but it feels like once you've kind of delved in there and, and seen the magic um, or experienced the magic for yourself, seen that transformation process in a physical form straight in front of you in a jam jar, uh, then you realize, okay, um, that jam jar is actually... Uh, the world I'm looking at there, in a sense, um, it's a microcosmos, and and it's incredibly inspirational because you just see the world in a small scale, and then you realise what can happen um, if you take on that processes and uh, and put it. Um, Why well, indeed? That's what's shaped the world. That's how how we have become what we are, and and realising that connection through that jam jar, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's good. It's it's enlivening and, and bubbly and uh, cestuous and uh, beautiful. Well, it seems like you're actually helping to facilitate that because um, um, I know for me I was very excited. I'm, I, I don't know if, the, if that's the experience for everyone, that they see fermentation and they, they say, hey, this is more than just fermentation. This is about being connected to everything. But it actually sounds like you are part of that inspiring people to realize that it's bigger than just sourdough well i'm hoping uh, through my work to bring out that perspective and i do think that you know that just interaction with the microbes themselves in your uh, physical body um through your um amazing gut system that is connected to the brain of course it's going to have some effect Mm. whether you like it or not it's going to change you um because it's going to bring in other perspectives within your body um and your mind so i do think that um what i'm trying to do is just of course 
clarify that or, or speed up the process in a sense or uh, drop a few um, magic uh, little, you know, little balls there to, to connect the dots. Mm. And, uh, and yeah, um, bring the aesthetic perspective uh, into that mix. Mm. Yeah, that, that aesthetic perspective. I like that idea. If, if you wanted to leave someone with, with, for everything that we've talked about, um, in our short conversation, what would you really want to leave someone with that they would that would they would take away from this conversation? Um, go and explore for yourself. Just if you haven't tried it, um, just stick your hand into um, a comp- compost bucket. If if you've got some friends who've got a compost heap. Put your hand in there and feel the heat, feel that excitement of all those microbes that are working together to create earth. Um, You know, go and have a taste of some really, really good kimchi and just think, wow, this is amazing. I can um, make this myself and uh, and and then become interested, you know, start somewhere and and uh, and delve into this amazing world. And go and read uh, Lynn Margulis' amazing books about microbial delights and uh, um, an amazing American uh, biologist who has also inspired me a lot in my in my mm. research. And just, yeah, delve into it. If you're interested, there's, there's so much to be delved into, either from an artistic or a scientific or just, indeed, just a making um, sauerkraut perspective. Just, you know, whatever entry... Um, you feel is appropriate for you, just go in there and open that door and there will be a new world. If you let it come to you, there will be a new world revealed out there. Mm-hmm. Well, it, it's, it seems like this could be the um, the first conversation in, in many conversations. There's so many places uh, we we could have gone, but we're, we're almost out of time, uh, Eva. But I'd love for you to share any upcoming events that you have or how people can get connected with you um, before you finish up? Right. Um, upcoming events. I'm hoping to be in Copenhagen at the uh, Laboratory for Aesthetics and uh, Ecology on the, is it the, I think it's the 18th of October, um, Copenhagen that is. And uh, what I will do there, it's still um, um, still in the planning stage, but that's a way to connect. Or you can go to my website, www.eva backislet, that is E-V-A-B-A-K-E-S-L-E-T-T dot com. Um, or you can, and there you can follow what's, um, what's happening in, in my life. Um, I'm working on this uh, big um, exhibition with... Um, the birds, the conference of the birds at the moment. I'm also doing some magic moments in uh, here in northern Norway uh, throughout the autumn. So, uh, yeah, do please go in there and have a look and see what I'm up to. And do get in touch if you want to. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll definitely um, put those links up uh, in the podcast notes so everyone can uh, can find them easily. Um But Eva, thank you so much for joining us today on The Probiotic Life. It's been um, a really inspiring interview. Well, thank you very much for having me. Like I said, I was really inspired by that talk. And I hope that opened up something else for you as well. Did you see something in a different light? Did you see fermentation in a different light when we were talking about those metaphorical connections? I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to hear your feedback from this interview. If you have any ideas about guests or if you want to partner with me, do some uh, work on the podcast or in collaboration with The Probiotic Life, I'd love to hear from you. Definitely check out Eva's website. The link is in the show notes and I'll put a link to her TED Talk as well. So thanks again for sharing this time and listening to The Probiotic Life. May the beneficial microbes be with you. Until next time, cheers. Thank you for listening to The Probiotic Life. You can find us on Facebook at The Probiotic Life, on Instagram, The Probiotic Life, and on our website, theprobiotic.life. 
Do Sourdough. Yo ho Sourdough. <laughs>